This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. First of the end zone. Touchdown! With Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. All right, welcome one, welcome all. It is championship weekend. Boomer, are you ready? Yeah, I am ready. I'm going to be out in Kansas City on Sunday, Mike, as you know, and it's going to be 12 degrees out there, so I'm looking forward to it. we got a half-hour show, 6 to 6.30. little fashion scarf, potentially? A little fashion scarf, definitely. And then, of course, halftime, hopefully not a speaker behind me like last year, (laughs) where you couldn't hear a word any of us said. And then a little bit of post game, but it is going to be cold in Kansas City. But I do love, I got to tell you, I do love going to places like Arrowhead and places that have history attached to them. And of course, the history uh, with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes is basically this game is always played there as long as he's playing quarterback for the Chiefs. It's going to be emotional for this guy, people. You don't understand. This is like he's got to pick his favorite kid here between Burrow and Mahomes. I love, I love both. And I love the trouble. way they play. I love how they are the unquestioned leaders of their team. Uh, I love the trajectory that both were on once they finally got the ball and became the starter for their respective franchises. And Patrick Mahomes is what everybody's aspiring to be, and Joe Burrow is right on his heels. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Same format as last week. We'll tell you what happened, then we'll tell you what's going to happen to the best of our abilities, and then we're going to go around the league. It's a little different than we did the regular season. So let's start out. Let's go Chiefs-Jags. Chiefs 27, Jags 20. Uh, I, I just on a side note, this is why I didn't want to lay the eight and a half. That was the ultimate backdoor cover. Damn it. Uh, but let's focus on Mahomes' injury because now, as we've gotten later in the week, you're seeing some video. He's out here jumping around, dancing around like Michael Flatley, doing a little, little, little river dance. He looks okay to me. You know, walking up to a podium and playing in an NFL game are two different things. I can I'm only talking go- practice where he was doing like the knee highs and he's going all over the place. I'm going booms. If he's got a high ankle sprain, you're not doing that. You know, the only thing I will say is that I'm sure you've heard a lot of players speaking of their own personal experience with an injury like this. And I'll be one of those players. I had two high ankle sprains. I missed the next game, then came back in the next four games. I wasn't the same player. Now I was able to get through uh, because of guts and guile and for understanding and knowing where people were. But I wasn't able to extend plays. And that's really where this is going to come down. Mm. Uh, One of the things that Patrick Mahomes does so effortlessly is extend plays. And he does it not only in the pocket, but how many times have we seen him run for first downs and touchdowns? So I want to see that part of his game and see whether or not it's going to be as impactful as it has been prior to this injury. And I suggest that it's not going to be. Okay, so They may shoot him up. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, that's not going to last the whole game. No, 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 no. And the other thing, let me just tell you this, and we saw this last week when the injury first happened. You know, he had a hard time getting to the the handoff points. And the other thing is there was no movement. There was no running. And also what happened is that some of his accuracy now all of a sudden is going to be affected because this is his plant foot. Right. And don't think for a minute he can make it through an entire game without getting hit. And what did the defenders know on the other side? He's got a compromised ankle. Right. What are they going to be doing? They'll go after They'll dive at his legs. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean about it, That's but they're going to go happens. after That's it. the reality of this right. league. I well, mean, I don't – what are we – Well, because everyone's so PC. We're men playing football. <laughs> what do we do? We try to hit the hell out of each other. So do you want the, the answer? And the object is to knock the other team's quarterback out of the game. So I'm going to give you the answer. I think guy. I have an answer for this. <clears throat> what is it? So I'm a Pacheco guy. He was physical as hell against Jacksonville. Love it. By and, the way, love it. And, and look, he's done it all year in a sneaky way. And we've seen this where teams, you get that playoff unknown guy that becomes the guy. I think there's an ability to run the ball against the Bengals. I, I will get to the Bills later. My point is, if they are able to establish early, be physical, run the ball, Pacheco had 12 for, I think, 93 Boomer, I'm telling you, if you want to protect him, that's the best way to do it. I agree with you 100%. And it's one thing, the one thing that the Bill, uh, Bengal, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs have not really been. They haven't really been a run first team. Right. They've tried to be a run first team, but it's more smaller backs and guys out of the backfield, and it's all coming off the passing game. Yeah. But this year, you're right. They have changed a little bit. And the one thing I will say, is the two, these two teams, along with the Baltimore Ravens, when the Ravens are who they really are with their quarterback, they are all physical, downhill-running, physical, powerful teams, which does take a lot of pressure off of the, the quarterback that's playing there. That's why Joe Burrow played an almost perfectly efficient game in Buffalo because of what Joe Mixon was doing. So I agree with you that Isaiah Pacheco has been a difference maker, and they are going to rely on him to be that power running back in this game without question. Um, well, that, and again, the Jags, very few teams in the league have a future brighter than them. Outstanding job by Peterson. Trevor Lawrence answered every question. I I, I love what they're doing down there. Love he, it. They are, going, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. They are, they are going to have a really good chance to win the AFC South now for probably the next in continuum. six to ten years. Kind of like the way that Patrick Mahomes is dominating the yeah. West, the way that Ben Roethlisberger dominated the Central or the North, I should say. And now Joe Burrow dominating the North and, and Josh Allen dominating the East. That's that's what you're going to get now with Trevor Lawrence and the AFC South. All right, we'll go Bengals-Bills 27-10. I texted you, A, it was a fantastic pick by you. B, it is very rare you see two teams of this caliber, and it is such a thorough ass-kicking. I mean, a domination on both lines. I, I was... I'll get to Leslie Frazier, but just take your victory lap first. All right, I'm not trying to take a victory lap, but I will say going back to that Monday night game that was canceled after the DeMar Hamlin injury, this, that's the way that game started out. Uh, the Bengals went right down the field, and they were on their second uh, possession when DeMar Hamlin got hurt, and they were moving the ball effectively. Their offensive yeah. line was you know, blocking the defensive line, and Ed Oliver and Greg Rousseau weren't getting home early in that game. And I said, man, 
the Bengals are going to kill these guys tonight. It was going to be 14-3. Right. I felt like they they really took it to them that night, and that's why I felt so confident going into this game last week. And, you know, quite frankly, the offense of the Buffalo Bills wasn't thought wasn't at all thought out to the point where they were trying to run the ball. They weren't. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. (sighs) Okay. And this is where the Chiefs differ. That's my, that's one. But Boomer, my my main problem, just let me get it out of my system because I don't understand it. Maybe you can help me. I'm here. I'm here. What the hell with Leslie Frazier? Mm. Okay, now hang on. If one play typifies Leslie Frazier and that blank look on his face, third and seven in the red zone, first half, all right? Yep. You've already spit the bit and you've given up 14, and here they come again. Leslie Frazier puts seven guys to mug the line of scrimmage. And 10-yard cushions out wide. Burrow comes to the line. He may as well have flipped the bird and laughed. And he goes, okay. Hike. Quick slant chase. 10 yards. What? Nothing they were doing made any sense. Yeah, well, you know, what happens is in a game when an offense starts moving the ball like the Bengals do, now all of a sudden the defense is chasing the game. And, And these third and longs, these third and mediums, what do I do? Do I blitz? And if I blitz, I better get home because if I don't get home, I'm putting a a cornerback on an island on a lousy-footed field. You got to remember, I always think that a field like that is an offensive advantage, especially yeah. when you have four different guys going down the field that all present a problem for the people that are covering them on top of running the ball effectively like they did. That was what I would call, from a balanced perspective, one of the most balanced, best operated offensive yeah. game plans that I have seen in a long time. They coach circles around McDermott and Frazier. There is Period. no question about that. But, Period. you know, listen, Josh Allen was off. Uh, the Bills, maybe you know, there's a lot of thoughts and theories about this. Were they exhausted mentally from everything that they've been through, especially uh, over the last six weeks? Hey, look, these are young men playing football. I don't buy that. I don't buy it. You know what? Look, I don't want to come off as a bad guy. I get it. But for God's sakes, look, it essentially you got You have a job to do, and you're either in or you're out. You work your whole life to be in this spot, and you can dedicate the game to the person who, by the way, is at the game, and it's a miracle. We it's think a, he was at the game, right? I don't start with that. I had to deal with that in Detroit. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't. What are we doing? This is a Pooter film? No, come no, on. Here I am. I'm a CBS guy. I know he was at the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm come on. I'm here to confirm that for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, no, I just, you get to a point, and, and it was part of my notes in here. It's Mahomes and Burrow, one and two, one and one A, and I think there's a gap to Allen. Next year, it's show or go. This kid's got 32 turnovers in two years. That's his problem. And, and, that's, and at a certain point, Boomer, it's who you are. And I wonder if it would have been any different had Brian Dable st- still been there because look at the effect that he's had on Daniel Jones yeah. and the turnover problem that he was bringing into this year. The problem is Dayball didn't want to run the ball, and even still now, Dorsey doesn't want to run the ball. They have to fi- – you are the Buffalo Bills. I get it. You want to play on the fast track. You want Josh Allen to just operate like it's a schoolyard. 
Boomer, at a certain point, you want to get to a Super Bowl, you're going to have to have an element of balance. Yeah, I think Sean McDermott will work on that this offseason. They also probably need another presence. Defensive coordinator. Well, they need a presence at, at, at linebacker, and you know, hopefully Von Miller will come back and, and give that pass rush the jolt that he did when he was healthy. All right, let's go Niners-Cowboys. This was the most Cowboy loss in history. Niners, 19-12. I... <laughs> It was. I mean, Dak uh, went full Dak with two of the most atrocious interceptions you'll ever see. Should have thrown a pick six, by the way. Uh, it was Greenlaw jumping a dig route to Schultz that should have been a pick six. Uh, the last play was one of the most ha-ha things I've ever seen. And Maher managed to shank a kick that got blocked. Yeah, I, would I have worry, nothing. I would not worry about the last play. The last play, you know, they no, it was just it right. ha-has. It, it was is. ridiculous. But I will say, I will say this: that Dak had a lot of problems picking the right guy who to throw to, and I yeah. don't know why. I went back and looked at the tape. There are a couple times where he's trying to jam a ball into somebody where somebody outside of that particular receiver that he's attempting to throw it to is wide open. He wasn't seeing it, Boomer. And you yet that's right. And sometimes quarterbacks do have problems, you know, seeing the field. And no matter how good you are, there's going to be a day where you have a bad day. And unfortunately for Dak, who came off a brilliant performance against Tampa, and as I said last week on this show, it was going to be completely different because the defense of the 49ers presents so many different problems. And I think he was playing the game way too fast. Yeah. Like he was trying to make decisions faster than he had to. And the reason for that is because he was thinking pass rush, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. When in actuality, he never allowed the game to come to him. He was forcing the issue, no. which ultimately led to a bad performance. And once Pollard got hurt, I felt like it was all over. I, here's the thing, and we'll get to it later in, in, the, in the rundown deal. I don't know how you run this back. I don't with McCarthy and Kellen Moore and just keeping it the same. Well, they're going to get rid of the Zeke. Uh, Elliott will be gone, and they'll they'll change some other things. they got to get a secondary receiver that is going to be a presence on this team. You know who could fix Dak? I don't know. I'd probably call Sean Payton. Yeah, but that's not happening. I know, but Boomer, it's my world. Just allow uh, me. All right, you can, you can play fantasy football, Thank but you. it's not happening. Thank you very much. All, all right. right, let's go now. Let, let's go where fantasies go to die. Eagles 38, Giants 7. Um, look, fairy tale's over. It's been a topic all week here at your station, FAN. And 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 again, I don't believe this hurts the vibe of the Giants season. I think Dayball was incredible. I think the Giants overachieved. I, I, I mean, you tell me. I, I just, I heard a lot of the conversation on the shows here, and I'm going, this. I'm a Giants fan. I wasn't even upset. Yeah, well, you're upset the way it ended. But, you know, last week I sat here and told you that there is a huge discrepancy in talent between the two rosters. Oh, it's nice. And I actually asked you which Giants would start for the Philadelphia Eagles, and you gave me, like, three guys. That's the best I could do. And, and, it, and it proved itself out, not only in this game, but it also proved itself out in the game prior to the Week 18 game. Yes. You saw it on full display. And even with the Giants getting healthier in the secondary – for this playoff game, Joe Shane, their general manager, knows that there is a huge void between who the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys are and who his Giants are. This was a blessing. Work with me. I'm not sick. The It's better that they got absolutely pummeled because it is a reality check to the highest levels of that organization versus smoke and mirrors. It looked close but wasn't. It can factor into your offseason. And it should. And it really yes. should. I, I mean, and that means how much money you're paying Daniel Jones. Yeah. Uh, whether or not you're going to keep Saquon Barkley, which at the number that he wants, 
He wants like a Christian McCaffrey contract. I have to That's say not goodbye. happening. You have I to say, say goodbye, goodbye to him. And it's unfortunate because I think everybody around here likes him. Three out of the five years that he was here, he was over 1,000 yards, and he was extremely productive. He's a great guy. He's not a great pass blocker. No. And he doesn't like running between the tackles. And I think if you put him in an offense where he could be more of a hybrid running back as opposed to the dot running back, I think he could be more effective. And I don't necessarily know that this offense that Dayball runs really relies on a bell cow running back. No, and they're going to have to restructure Leonard Williams. And I know Leonard wants to be here, but his cap number is like $32 million this year. They're gonna ha- they've got a lot of work to do. Eagles, quickly, your thoughts on Jalen Hurts. Great. He looked healthy. Uh, this was the athlete that I, you know, that we had seen all year long that was in the running for the MVP. I will say, however, A.J. Brown a little bit perturbed that he only had like 20 yards receiving. But that game was over five minutes into the game because the yeah. Eagle defense smothered the Giants' offense, and they never had a chance, especially when Brian Dable's going for it on fourth and eight early in the game. And then Daniel it. Jones takes a, a grounding penalty and gives them even better field position. So A.J. will be much more involved in this week's game. But I thought overall, good for Jalen Hurts, and he's going to give them a really good chance to beat the 49ers this week. Yeah, and I and I, it, we'll get to the matchups, and we'll we'll do it in the next segment. I think it's going to be fascinating, the line play. And I know it's a nerdy thing, but I'm excited to see it because you've got elite lines, both sides of the ball, both teams. It's very rare in today's NFL. So we'll get to that. We've got league issues galore. Boomer's bringing Aaron Rodgers to the Big Apple. It's going to be incredibly exciting. Um, and so we're going to preview everything. And and we're going to have Boomer play GM for a couple of teams. So all of that and more. Don't make a move. We got you covered. All your championship weekend coverage here. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenny.